Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone, everyone in this magical world that we live in, thank you for listening to the most prolific, groundbreaking, and most intelligent podcast that there is. Of course, you already know the name of it. It's the Raconteur Collection. I, as always, am one of your hosts, Jack, joined by the illustrious, very well-known, esteemed writer, Charlie. Charlie, how are you doing? Uh, hi. Yeah, hi. Doing good. Thank you for that <laughs> insight. <laughs> no, but man, how, how you doing, man? How's Ladies and gentlemen. I, I want to get into how was your week and how that was all. And then I'm going to do yeah. a short bit of, you know, uh, housekeeping and then we'll jump in. So, Charlie, tell me, how was your week? Yeah. You know, it was pretty great. Um, pretty relaxed week, you know, keeping up just. I, I don't know why I feel the need to keep everybody updated, but, you know, still working out, still seeing those gains, which is awesome. Dude, I nice. Saw, uh, one of our younger brothers, or our youngest brother, Sam, came over a couple of days ago, and I was like, oh my gosh, Sam is like I was turning off the built. air. He's like a stud. He's like this huge man. Okay, I got, like, got help, Ellie. Hold on. Keep heck? talking. Oh, you're good. You're good. But yeah, other than that, you know, just... um keeping the uh writing going uh as far as like video games and stuff i kind of completed most of the stuff i wanted to do in hades probably spent about 60 hours in that game gotta say highly recommend that game that game is so good and i really just from like I'm a back. gameplay standard like game is fantastic what? yeah the Jack's, the Jack's still series? writing oh no no i was talking about hades oh but uh still keeping up with my writing definitely it's been a little bit more sporadic i kind of just been working on things that i want to work on and going in between so i'm still waiting for that sweet sweet feedback from everyone out there i'm waiting for you why why did you breathe like that but um <laughs> waiting yeah you know i've just been some of my writing's been going into making D&D characters. We started up our D&D group again. And honestly, that's been fantastic. Like, it's been so fun to have people over again and to be playing, like, some Dungeons & Dragons again. Oh, I bet. Uh, Lily, one of our patrons, one of the guests of the show, and is sister. actually hosting, or is actually, you know, doing her campaign right now. Fantastic campaign. I mean, and I'm playing Ooh. a character. Jack, if you had to guess what kind of character I'm playing, what would you guess? Um, if I had to guess what kind of character you're playing in a D&D session, yeah. you're playing, yeah. it's either one of two characters. You're playing either the character that's kind of like, you know, makes a joke out of everything, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but you're like, you're a, uh, like a support and or a self character as a jokey character, or 
you're the serious character and you're playing as like a barbarian or some kind of like tank or priest. Close. So I decided to play a gnome this time around, okay. but not just any gnome. My gnome's name, I'm looking at his character sheet right now. His name is Yunko. Okay. But that's not that's not his own name. His whole his entire name is Yunko, the pebble that will break the world. Excuse me. And he's a gnome barbar he's a gnome barbarian. And uh <laughs> and his whole his whole his whole shtick is that uh he's a prophesized he's this prophesized pebble that will split the world in twain. And so that's this that's his whole reason for existing. Um, Interesting. It's been really fun to play. It's been fun to play. I will say though that like not playing like a sorcerer or like a character that's a little bit more on like the intellect based side. You know, we have Lily, and she's like, and then you look up at the ceiling, and there's this decorative artwork, and she gives this like amazing description, and I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. I would love to like ask more about that, but I'm like, my character wouldn't, my character wouldn't care about that. Yeah, I don't care. My character's whole thing is that he wants to hit things with his big hammer because, you know, he basically has a huge hammer. <laughs> is it, like, actually huge hammer or is it just huge for a gnome? No. So it's uh, a little bit of homebrew stuff going on. I kind of gave up some gnome traits to give this gnome a special weapon that he calls the clockwork blade. And really, interesting. it's kind of just this big hunk of metal at the end of, like, the, you know, at the end of, like, a great sword almost. And, you know, you think in uh, realms of, like, Guts's sword or Cloud Strife's sword, you know, Final Fantasy. This is not like those at all. It is, like, just this, like, unrefined hunk of metal that this gnome that he puts all his tinkering capabilities into. But the only problem is he's not a tinkerer. Like, he is not that smart. And so, like, he's constantly working and trying to perfect this clockwork blade. But really, it's just kind of like a warhammer. That's kind of how it functions. Interesting. Like, that's it. So... Uh, you know, so that's been fun. It's been fun to play and actually be a character. Been loving that. But, you know, overall, I would say it's been a great week. I mean. Good. Good to hear. I mean, no, you know, I we're going to be talking about, I guess, like the work side of my life here soon. So I'm excited about that. But, uh, Jack, how about yourself, man? Yeah. How's your week? You know, this past week has actually uh, been pretty good. Uh, work was a lot easier this week. Because it's no longer the fourth. So, you know, that's super nice. Uh, you know, we're trying to be a bit more productive just as adults. And so, you know, we got all the bills paid yesterday. And uh, we uh, have a little doctor's appointment for Ellie this coming Tuesday. And then I have my Wednesday dental checkup. Which I may see if I can reschedule. Because I wasn't able to get my insurance through, uh, you know, where I work now. For some reason, it just, I guess I, it timed out or whatever because that can happen. And I don't like that that can happen. So I got to wait until it opens up again, which I, is either in November or spring or I don't know, one of those times. But um, so I might ask if I can reschedule that because it's going to make $300 out of pocket. Right. Just for them to kind of like right. look, at, look at it basically and be like, hmm, so what do you want to do next? Yep, it's bad. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, thanks. <laughs> thanks and I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that and yeah. also be paying off the previous, you know, uh, thing I got done because I'm still paying that off because that's kind of, you right. know, anyways. So, but, you know, it's been a good week. Uh, you know, Jack and I have been playing some Warzone together. He's getting pretty good. I played like 
like actual garbage the other day, but I redeemed myself these past two sessions. So that's been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, you know, the tar- uh, Tarkov had a new wipe. And so everyone's reset back to level one, all that kind of stuff. It's been fun playing that game again, just kind of restarting. Uh, other than that, I mean, not much going on, really. Not much going on. So hmm. just trying to take it easy. And now that things have actually calmed down and I feel like I can actually relax a bit, I am going to start you know, picking up the guitar bard from my friend uh, and actually start learning that. I just... With everything that was going on, is not it has not been a good time to learn. But you know, right? It was like the day before, like as I got it, I was like, "Oh, I'm feeling good." Tomorrow I start, and then the next day is when everything started kind of going crazy. So right, going south. Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah, things are looking on the up and up. So happy about that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And so, nice. other than that, some housekeeping, guys. Just want to say real quick, thank you for listening. If you are listening on Spotify and you're not already following, please give us a follow on Spotify. New episodes go up every Monday at 8 o'clock Central. You, you know you know the drill. We also post um, on the Twitter and the Instagrams, Facebooks. You know, you can reach us there if you want. Make sure you follow us there as well. And if you enjoy the episode, listen to the end. Well, I'll tell you more about the Patreon, but more of that at the end. Charlie. Are you ready to get mm-hmm. into today's topic? Mm, no. Yeah, no. All right, ready. well, the episode's over. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> listening. Right, Here's a Patreon. Um, yeah, so, so today's topic was uh, it lost last week to the vote for, like, you know, horror, dead space kind of stuff. The calling. The calling. <laughs> and so this is the second voted topic, uh, the service industry. Uh, a very general, you know, topic that I think a lot of people can relate to, though. So this episode better do some numbers, is all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, you know, last week's episode, we got some responses. A lot of people really enjoyed it. Uh, they liked, you know, they thought it was good. And uh, the way we we went about that episode, they said we did well. So we're going to kind of do that same thing a little bit, you know, this session. We're going to do that again, kind of talk about... Some bullet points from the different jobs we've had. And then at the end, kind of just broaden it out to service industry as a you know a job world, the job market with that, all that kind of stuff. So, hmm. you know, try yeah. me. And unless you have some kind of differing opinion, which I don't want to hear because I don't listen to differing opinions. But Wow. No, I don't, man. I, I say let's jump in. I'm, I'm Dude, ready I'm, to talk about I'm ready. This. I mean... Literally all throughout work today, I was thinking of things like just constantly getting angry at work, say. and so like, <laughs> n- not not angry. I would more say I was thinking very deeply about yeah. it, you know. And we'll definitely get into some of that stuff later. I definitely want to hit like the surface level stuff to begin with, you know, stuff that people probably are most oh, familiar yeah, with, yeah, for so. sure. But you know, Jack, as leader of this brilliant episode, uh, you know, I'll I'll let you start right, us let me off. Take here. a quick sip of my coffee, real quick. You know, make sure if you guys are drinking water, make sure you hydrate. Hydrate with me. Hydro homies for the win. Drinking some, I got some black iced black tea, unsweetened. Nice, delicious. Yeah, I've been drinking uh, a lot of like just being a drink. Cranberry pineapple juice is really good. Cran pineapple, cran apple, but the cranberries and everything. (laughs) Was that? This is a Brian Regan joke. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's good stuff. Anyways, so my first job, <laughs> we're just jumping in. My first job was cran apple, cranberry, cran banana. Cran apple, cranberry. <laughs> cranberry, cranberry. <laughs> cran cranberry. That's so oh. stupid. <laughs> double cranberry. Double cranberry. You know, double the crans. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so my first job was at a Chick-fil-A. Uh, I previously tried to apply for a Target, but I had the interview, never got the call back, uh, which defeated me. But I got hired at Chick-fil-A in the mall. It's no longer there. So, you know, I'll just give out exact locations. I'm not going to. But everyone who knows me knows the location I'm talking about, the Chick-fil-A that was in the mall. Started working there. And, you know, my first couple of weeks there... We're actually like a really good experience. Uh, enjoyed the people I worked with. Everyone was nice, you know, willing to help me learn all that kind of stuff. Uh, I got a raise within a month and a half of working there. The manager there, he pulled me aside and was like, "Hey, you're doing like really good. Uh, and if you want, we can go ahead and try to move you to like you here in a few weeks, move you to a team lead position, and I'm gonna go ahead and give you a raise. I should wait like you know a year, but you're doing great." And I was like, "Dude, thanks." And so I started working, you know, a little promotion there, yada, yada. But my first story comes from when I was a team lead. And so when you're a team lead, you kind of, you know, you're not a manager, but you're the assistant manager, basically. You know, you kind of help train new employees or you run the front if whoever is above you has to go do something, whatever. So (laughs) if someone comes up and they have like, you know, they're sensitive to, like, sodium or whatever, they'll ask for, like, you know, some fresh fries, no salt on them. So if a fry comes in, it's, like, no salt, you have to make a fresh batch of fries, right? And it only takes about two minutes or so. It's not that long. And so this lady's like, hey, um, I need some fries, no no salt, please. She came up kind of already, you know, seemingly agitated, and yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. It's just going to be, it's just going to yeah. be a couple minutes. Already, ha- she's she's already having a bad day exactly. at this point. So I was like, okay, yeah, it's going to be a couple minutes, right. so, you know, it'll be fine. And she's like, why? And I was like, well, if they're made with no salt, like, you know, we salt the fries as soon as they out, so we have to make a new batch to give to you. And she's like, right, yeah. She's like, yeah. okay, you know. And I was like, all right. And so then she stands off to the side, mm-hmm. right back where we're trying to, like, mm-hmm. you know, where you take orders out, there's that swinging door walking orders in and out. She has to keep moving and she's getting more agitated. Every time someone brings out an order, she's like, where's my order? Where are my fries? And they're like, oh, it's just like 30 more seconds, you know, 50 more seconds. And then just was getting increasingly upset. And then, I don't know, just, mm-hmm. I forget how, exa- I think it just ended when we gave her the fries and she was like, snatched the bag and walked off. But just people kind of coming up and being so, you know, seemingly like, yeah, they just don't get that Things take time, especially if it's like a special order. It's something so common in the service industry that, you know, if you've ever worked any kind of food job, you've un- you've understood. Like, you know, so that's my first yeah. story. Not too bad, but just, you know, there's that one that I, I remember because it was my first experience with someone so unnecessarily like just, you know, agitated. Right. Yeah, you know, it that's definitely like a regular thing. You know, I 
because I've been in the service industry for what, like 11 years. Um, and it is a hundred percent a regular thing. And, uh, you know, one of our patrons even commented on our patron exclusive discord, uh, Michael, you know, one of the things he said, you know, lots of rude people, some very nice people, which is true. Like, you know, it is, I think very fair to say that the majority of people you get are in and out. And even if they're like, kind of like prickly, not horrible, you know, Mm -hmm. but you know, uh, then that just kind of echoes what I think a lot of people feel. I mean, even Jack Henry, another patron of ours, you know, commented that he was in his service stories. He worked for like eight months in the service industry and hated his life. And, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely like a very, I don't know how to, it's a very like interesting job because you see a side of people that you normally don't see at all. You know, you see the side of people who, look at you like you're not like a real human being and expect like the expect you like to almost act like a vending machine like they come in no matter what they're getting and it's like hey no they expect to put the money in and get the stuff out and go and it's like you're not you know like you can do everything right i have like so doing i I think especially working at the starbucks especially Right. Yeah, I um I'll probably and just uh, just a quick note for everyone out there and I mean Jack you just ruined it but that's okay. I want to try to like keep like my job like relatively like not well, mention we, like where we can I just work. Cut that out. Jack just mentioned it so you know you can We, we you can, can, hold we can on just to cut that, that out. But that's just fine. Um no, it's it's really fine. Um Who, who's I really still working the, like who's I said I was telling Jack for recorded like I was just mentioning that you have worked there. You know, I don't think, I don't think any of any, anything will ever get back. But I'm gonna try to not to be like, oh, hey, I was working this day at this store and uh, blah blah. You know, so anyways. But uh, you know, I started working at Barnes and Noble yeah. actually, and first of all, very similar experience to Jack. Uh, didn't try too hard to get a job. You know, probably the first three years of high school, but you know, senior year definitely. You know, as you start to get older and you start to be like, I need some money. Um, definitely tried to apply. Like we lived right next to like a Target and a Reese's and a bunch of different places. I put in applications everywhere. Oh, yeah. oh, you yeah. know, there's Sears there at the time. Put in applications everywhere. Never. I think I had an interview at Sears, a really awkward interview where I waited like 45 minutes and then like talked 15 minutes to some manager who basically just told me no. And I you don't have any experience. You know, I, I want to talk a Right. You know, I want to talk a little bit about that. Like that initially finding a job was hard for me. Like, cause a, I didn't have a car. So my reach was limited and that's a big part of it. You know, not having consistent transportation Mm -hmm. will definitely shoot you in the foot a ton when you're going for the job. Once you get the job, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have a car or not. You're like, Hey, where are you? You I broke my legs. Well, can you be here in two hours? Uh, if you tell like, a right. You know, if you tell a hiring manager, Oh, Hey, I don't have a car. You know, it's a big, it's a big like red flag for him. And I get it. I understand. And, you know, being a hiring manager before, like I totally, I understand that. Uh, but, uh, you know, never got a job. And it was in, actually ended up being a friend of the family who got me a job at Barnes and Noble. So, you know, I, it's, I think the service industry and definitely moving up in the service industry and getting into those better positions 
it's a lot about oh, who yeah. you know. I feel it's it's. I feel like it's pretty rare to break in, work your way into up. like, be like put into a new spot. Not I mean, working your way up. I feel like is relatively common, but uh, it's rare yeah, to just well, start I should, off I should in a good spot. Interject real quick. I mean, but anyways, a good example of that is yeah. where I work now. Um, you know, you can't be a supervisor unless you have you know, some kind of like degree, literally like anything like an associates or whatever, just a college degree. Um, so, you know, you could have been working yeah. there for six years, you know, the ins and out, you've been helping with all the stuff a manager would do uh, over the course of six years, but you couldn't work there because you're not qualified, quote unquote. But yet someone who has never worked a warehouse job is 22, mm-hmm. who has a degree can apply for it. Oh, they look good on paper, you know, so they're hired over you. So, that kind of stuff, I think, sucks too. Right, but right, yeah. No, I yeah. That's and honestly, man, Jack. Like, I like I said, I, there's a lot of stuff to talk about yeah, in yeah. degrees and education. <laughs> oh, I, I hear it. I hear it. I want to get into later, but you know. Anyway, so working at Barnes and Noble, my first interaction with this kind of that kind of behavior of like, hey, why can't you read my mind and just get me exactly what I want? Because I remember I was working on the book floor. And this lady comes up and she goes, hey, there is a blue book on this table uh, several weeks ago. Where is it? And I was like, several weeks ago. I don't know. I don't know. What do you? And she goes, it was right there. Don't you know where your your books are? And I was like, and you know, at this time, I'm like, what? 18, 19. I am still to this day, like super introverted. And this is my first job, you know, like getting into that that world of the the service industry world and uh i was like (laughs) i I don't know how to help you you know and end up just like walking around and she was like just getting all huffy yeah like just trying to find the book turns out it wasn't even like really like the color she had said and she ended up finding it by herself it's still but you know still your fault that, that was a good uh one of those moments right where it's like and you know at that age, you kind of you do take it personally. You're like, what yeah. the heck? Like, what did I do? Like, <laughs> you know. Um, but God, that's kind of just to echo your story. D- stories like that are incredibly yeah. common. I mean, anyone who's worked in the service industry, and really almost any job that like requires you to interface with a customer on some level, you'll get stuff like that just demanding and no excuse for you know like the uh the person helping you has no excuse like they should just be able to do their job better but uh i mean jack i'll pass it back to you i mean do you have any other stories that you want to bring up before i kind of like dive into my next batch oh yeah i mean i have a, I have a small one and i'll follow it up with another one uh yeah go for it you know so <laughs> This one is kind of funny more than anything, but I think everyone, there's always like that weird customer, like a weird mm. regular at almost oh, any yeah. job. <laughs> there's so always true. a weird one or like yeah. two, but for us, it was one. It was this guy who worked, so you know what models are like, those like pop-up shops, yeah. like in the middle of the halls yeah. or whatever. Like sunglasses. He worked one of those. And like yeah, exactly. Kind of stuff, I'm pretty yeah. sure he worked at one of those. Um, he would walk up almost every day and get a coffee. No big deal. It's fine. Yeah. But then he would stand there afterwards and get like six creamers put four in his drink take six more and then take a bunch of sugar to a point where we had to like take the whole like cream like coffee and creamer thing like and put it 
like behind like behind the counter, the and be like, you can't like just. <laughs> and he then one day he came up and was like, look, and he was like, Where, where's the coffee? Like, How many do you need? And he was like, like, you know, two, two I guess. And then you <laughs> like, see him pour two, and and then <laughs> I see him, I see him after I go in the back. He's kind of like, he's like, can I reach for it? Like, can I reach for it? You know, like trying to like see if you can reach it. I was like, would you like some more? And he's like, yeah, can I get two more, please? It was just you're like here. Let me give you like four of them. (laughs) He was grabbing. I'm talking like handfuls of this stuff. Yeah, every single day. Like he was the reason we were having to refill it like twice a day. It was unreal. And I was like, why? Just like you know, bring it from home if you need that much, dude. Like it's a lot of coffee creamer. Stuff ain't cheap. Oh my god. Let me cut it. So not not too bad, but he was just a little weird. Yeah. No, definitely. So two things. First. Ever since COVID started, you know, where I work now, like, um, sugars and cream was taken away from the, like, the condiment bar. Oh, no. And I have been, it is shocking how much sugar people add to their drinks. Like, people are, it's like getting, you know, whatever there is, whatever it is, and already a sweet drink. And then it's like, six raw sugars. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Like. For Splenda, Sp- so much freaking Splenda, man. I understand, like, we had Splenda as a kid. Like, I remember, like, you know, our mom would buy, like, the big pack so we could mix it into our coffee. Yeah. But, but uh, never drink. got it because there was, like, five people using Never drink Splenda like that. Never, uh, like, and these people will come in every day and get it yeah. every day. Anyways, but then, you know, the speaking of weird customers, uh, like, 100%, this one guy named Lloyd used to come in all the time. <laughs> and he'd Lloyd be like such a good strange customer come in old like older older guy older gentleman kind of a weird wide like startled looking expression all the time and he would be talking to you and you'd just be like hey so uh I, i'm looking for like an espresso forward drink <laughs> if you know what i mean if you if you really know what i mean i uh if you uh, really know uh, what I mean. are, are you making are, are you making the drink oh can you can you use a fresh two percent can you make sure you open it because i really uh when the milk gets down below like say oh if you look at the label down below yeah down below that oh that that's not good milk anymore and like he just would sit there and just talk to you and talk to you and talk what to you and world. say oh this barista did this at this other store this this person did this for me and you're like dude like <laughs> what is going on so yeah i totally understand just, about the weird customer mm-hmm. thing that plenty of those like plenty yeah. of just people here you're like what do you do like <laughs> what what do you actually like do just in your life i would love yeah, to dude, see like be I, a I'm, fly on the wall in your life like see what I, how you live <laughs> i'm just saying like there's some regulars that come in and get like you know well they would get like a ten dollar item almost every single day of the week and i'm like how do you have the money to get this ten dollar like lunch every single day you know this oh same yeah dude, I, every day that- salad and like a tall like iced tea 11 bucks or something like that every single lunch every single lunch and i'm like dude like i get it like it's convenient but that's like over like that's almost like 300 dollars a month on chick-fil-a like it was crazy to me how much money some people would come that would be regulars uh were were you done or oh no yeah yeah sorry i had a cut in there i wanted to hear your long your long story here oh yeah so this one isn't too long but it's a bit longer than the cream and sugar one so chick-fil-a has a like you know good and bad reputation. Most of it's bad um, because you know the people who own it have donated and do donate to a lot of uh, discriminatory like charities or 
organizations or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's the whole religious aspect and yada, yada, yada. But I will say, right. when I was working, chicken. Yeah, when I was working there, I met some of the nicest and like best people I've known in a working environment. The people I worked with are great for the most part. Um, yeah. And so super nice people. So this is all personal experience. So I'm not trying to, you know, be like, oh, I support Chick-fil-A. I don't at a moral level. I don't. But they, they, they do have good chicken, I think. Um, anyways, also, their chicken is not cooked in pickle juice. I want to say that because people I've heard people say that it is not cooked <laughs> in or with pickle juice at all. Can you imagine cooking a chicken in pickle juice? That's like freaking weird. actually disgusting. <laughs> it's just it's just oil Pickled chicken. It's just oil that you change out every once in a while. <laughs> That's about it. Every once in a while. Well, it's like it's like daily, if not twice a day, depending on how high the no, volume was. Anyways, anyways. So, you know, being like a Christian, you know, founded, you know, place. Uh, I was, you know, working there about eight. I think I was 18, 19. And there was another like a regular group. But it was a regular group of like teenagers. Maybe they were like in their early 20s. They had to have been, you know, that kind of age where people are all like full of themselves. You know, so probably oh, early, yeah. early 20s. So because I'm still full of myself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But, you know, there is that one cool guy in the group. He'd come up. I got it, guys. Three iced teas. Well, it's only like $3, you know, whatever. And then he'd be sitting there waiting, one elbow up on the counter. So, um, do they, you know, are you are you religious? And I was like, no, I'm not religious at all. And he was like, oh, they don't force you to, you know, go to church on Sundays or anything? I was like, no, they don't force us to go to church on Sundays. He was oh, funny, because... Thought I heard that. Looks around, kind of, you know, like check out. I'm, I'm, bu- I'm bugging this guy, right? You know, like that was the attitude, right? <laughs> I was like, no, like you're you know. really getting them, yeah, breaking them over the coals here. I was like, so, um, you know, you don't like you don't like gay people, right? And I was like, no, nah, they're they're fine. <laughs> you know, they're just people like they're you and fine. me. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, so, um, you like working here? Yeah, it's you know it's a job. It's not bad. Uh, you guys hiring? Uh, maybe. You know, you can ask. I can get a manager. No, I'm good. Thanks for the tease. When they they walk off, and I'm like, and they they'd come back every once in a while, and I was always like, what are you? We guys trying to get like oh my God. people would do that often. I hear other people have conversations like that with other employees. And I'm they're always like, right. no, just. It's just the job, you know, because I need a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And it was just funny <laughs> yeah. how, you know, yeah. I was like, look, I know they're not great, but they're not like forcing us to go to the church on Sundays or anything. You know, it's kind of right. crazy. Right. So that was uh, not like a super long one, but that was, you know, an experience I definitely had working there for sure. Yeah. God. Yeah. I there are just like so again, so many. But I think one of the ones that always sticks out to me is when I, there is this one customer and she, I don't often think people are like inert, like inherently like cruel or mean. This woman was just mean. Like the first time I ever interact with her, she comes up and she goes, no, you can't make my order. And I, I'm, I'm on the register. Like I'm not even going to make her order. And I'm like what excuse me i'm sorry mm-hmm. like you know and that's another frustrating thing we have to mention is so you know 
it, and I think recently there's been a push or a, like kind of like a push back against this, but like for a while there, I would say like, you know, mid 2010s, yeah. very much the customer was like really protected from anything. And oh, now yeah. I think there's being a little bit of a pushback where, you no, know, they're like, you know, corporations are like, nah, no, nah, you can't. You don't have to sit there and take somebody berating you. Like, yeah, you don't. especially because you can record you know I mean? everything nowadays. But, uh, you know what I mean? It's like, it's no longer. But you the know, customer's I was right. You know, and it was just like, but you can't say anything to those type of people. You can't go. You know, because my reaction if somebody says no, you can't make my order. I'm. I want to be like, excuse me, what? You know, what's your problem? But like, you can't say that. You can't, even though you yeah. want to. And so you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. What I didn't understand, or you, the, you have to play like voice. that dumb. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Nice car. You're right. And anyways, this woman's like, you can't make my order. You can't do it. You're not good enough. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and so I was like, I think I can. <laughs> and I totally, I make it for her, and I go out, make it exactly because you know I'd been in the job for a while, so it's like you get you get to that point where you're relatively confident. You're like, I can make whatever this is you want. Fine, trust me. Bring it out to her. Stand there for five minutes as she waits for it to cool down, and she's like, No, I want to make sure it's all right. You know, because I kept trying to like walk away. Mm-hmm. She gives it a sip and goes, and eh, it's all right, <laughs> and then leaves. And I was like, What? Eh. Like why like yeah. and then you know like she would always come in and then she started to let me like make her drink mm-hmm. so i felt like i kind of like had like a victory over that but like it was like lady like yeah like these people like these kids are just doing this to like get the paycheck like like it's not like you know and i understand like i totally get like being in the service industry i can understand that frustration with people who don't know how to do their jobs i mean especially as a hiring manager, you start to learn that like, man, there are some people out there who just definitely sh- like don't know what they're doing. And like, Oh don't yeah, care. I guess my experience is my current but, job like, with that for sure. You know, but like the majority of people like want to do a good job and like, you know, want to like fly under the radar and like not get in trouble. So it's like, you know, so I get it. Like, and especially if I go to a restaurant and somebody is like being like short with me or I'm like, Listen, like, I understand, like, you've had a long night, but at the same time, like, you know, this is your job. Like, so I understand, like, that responsibility aspect of it. And I do, maybe overly so, like, accept the responsibility of, you know, hey, I understand what this job is. You know, I expect a little bit of, you know, rudeness every now and again yeah. from a customer. It, I just let it, I literally ignore it and I don't care. It's like, I'm, whatever. But, you know, every once in a while, there's that one person who comes through and you're like, oh boy, they're horrible. <laughs> yeah. Like I, you see, you see them walk in or you see the car pull up or you see the order come through and you're like, oh, is that everything about when I do my, my mobile order at Starbucks? (laughs) Oh no. This guy. Oh no. But, uh, yeah. And it's just, you know, like (laughs) why, like, why would you treat somebody like that? Like I, and, you know, it, it always comes back to the very, and I think a very, like, poignant discussion right now is, you know, a lot of people in their mind go, I'm not getting paid enough yeah. for this. Like, I'm not getting paid enough to, like, deal with your garbage. Like, I'm not. Yeah, because I, like, I will say, like, in the service industry, you do, you do, not always, but 
just about every single day, you're going to have a negative or bad interaction with someone. And some days are worse than others, you know? And, Mm -hmm. you know, people are just, they're sick of it. Like, okay, I'm being paid $7.50 an hour, $8 an hour, you know, to basically just get yelled at when I do my job my job just normally but when i do it well i get no recognition for it at all you know there's there's no incentive for me to like want to work this job i'll wait until a good opportunity comes along you know what i mean oh yeah no i i mean man jack that's i think such a big part of it you know because and we of course can uh transition back into some stories here but i think since you brought it up i think it's a good time you know yeah the idea of you know minimum wage being pushed up now I, I, I'm of two minds of it because, you know, the first part of it is a part that I'm kind of uneducated in and I'll admit that, you know, up front, but I do understand you can't just increase what people are making and expect, you know, the economy to stay stable and to be fine and there'd be no ramification from it. You know, like I understand, you know, that, but I cannot ignore the other side of it, which is my life and my livelihood and to say say to me, no, because you're working this job, you can't really make a living amount of money. You yeah, know? if you get a week off, you're and, struggling for months, if not you know, longer. Right, exactly, yeah. And, you know, there are some jobs that are better than others. And, you know, that, I think the common rebuttal to that is, well, oh, you should have gone to college. But that's a whole other can of worms. Oh, I yeah. mean, you know... In my mind, and I understand, like, I guess I'm trying to play both sides of this, and I, I probably need to stop because, you know, I get it. You know, going to college is like getting education, great. But at the same time, I don't want to go to college and major in something that I don't care about and spend this time and this money. And, and money your that, life. What, how am I supposed and to get? Yeah, yeah, and my life. Money that, A, how am I supposed to get this money? Other than like loaning myself into the ground. But uh, only to get the piece of paper that says, oh, you're good enough. And then not use those skills that I learned. Yeah. Which I think now that's the biggest issue is that you have, you know, like people who are really educated, but there's no spot for them. And so you have a lot of people turning to like, you know, content creation like Jack and I are doing. Or you have a lot of people like, you know, getting like different types of jobs. Like, I mean, like you drop Uber and Uber yeah, Eats, DoorDash. Jobs, I mean, like stuff. those are huge, oh, yeah. you know, I know so many people who I work with who go, oh, I'm getting off, but I'm going to go, you know, do DoorDash for a couple hours or I'm going to do Uber Eats for a couple hours. And it's like, why like have we like fallen into this weird trap of like saying, hey, the work, because and okay, this is a big one I wanted to bring up, Jack. When we were growing up, so I can only really speak for myself and like my family, but like the constant idea was that hey, if you work hard, you know that that will be enough. Yeah, is to you put work in time hard, at something, right? You'll get rewarded for it. But I'll be honest with you, other than like my creative pursuits, like as writing, other than you know working out where I've put in the time and put in the work jobs, you know, don't typically work like that. You know, it doesn't really matter if you work hard. It's way more about, Hey, 
okay, I get into this job. I'm going to see how they're structured. Okay, how can I game the system to move up the ladder? How can I do this to get to the next step? And it's never like, you're never, you'll only do the job to the best of your abilities and so much as to either stay under the radar so your boss doesn't get onto you or you're like, okay, they need this for my management position. So I'm going to start doing this and I'm going to show this behavior. You know, it it becomes this calculated game. And, you know, Jack, I'm sure you felt like this with Chick-fil-A. And I'm sorry, I'm, I know I'm talking oh, a lot, but do um, talk. You got a great voice. Buying into buying into that corporate lifestyle as well. Yeah. I can't do it. I I've tried, and I've tried hard. Oh, you know, yeah. for yeah, a long for time to like lit try to live into that corporate lifestyle to try to talk like the corporate people talk. You know, you're using like the language because in anybody who know like works and has dealt with like upper management and the people who are deep in it, they have like, they talk in a certain way and there's a the certain buzzwords, cadence yeah. and there's a certain, there's the buzzwords. Oh, we need to ensure our quality and our craft. Oh, we need to have legendary customer service, you know? Yeah, exactly. And while in principle, I don't have any, there's no problem with any of that. Great. I'm glad that's your goal. But like, it's not real. It's not. Like, I'm sorry. It Nobody is going home and being like, hey, honey, today I really saw that you demonstrated the best in your craft today at home. And you're like, no, that's not how you talk to people. Like, And so, like, there's this lack of, I think, almost like this lack of honesty that people kind of, like, confront themselves where it's like, we need to talk about what these jobs are really like, what these people are really going through. And we need to try to think of some solutions that actually help people. And don't just add insult to inter- like you know insult to injury. It sucks. It, that exactly yeah that ties into my next point. Sorry, I was supposed to say one more thing and I'll pass it over. It sucks. No, yeah, keep, it sucks keep going to on. be working and to be stressed out, and then to have a job be like, oh hey, but then we've we've introduced we have this uh this app we have this Headspace app and I think it'll help you out with your mental health. Your mental health is important to us, and you're like, but it's not really though. Like you can say that, and I I believe that the people at the top think that they're you know think that this is helpful, and I like I really appreciate the effort, but they have to understand that like, hey, it, adding yeah. five dollars to our paychecks would help so many more people than giving us access to this benefit or giving us access to this benefit that nobody's going yeah. to use. And so, or big, hey, yeah. Um, here's actually we're gonna fund, you know, you going to an actual like therapist or something rather than hey, here's an app that we hired someone to do, and the app is very bare, and it's like hey, take 15 minutes to think about what you did good today, or take 15 minutes, and you know, can it's like I can look it up on YouTube, like you're not helping me with right. that, you know what I mean? Right. Anyway, I'm sorry, Jack, for like just going on there, but like I said, I have a lot, I have a lot of thoughts about all this stuff so i'll pass it i'll pass the no, floor no, back yeah to you. i mean i'm i'm gonna write there with you i i think you know because right now everyone's shooting for a 15 minimum which i can understand in some circumstances but i also think 15 is too much but you know at the same time is it too much when you have someone who's working two jobs right. working 40 hours a week in those two jobs and they're still not making enough money yeah and you're like, okay, well, go to school. How do how can I afford to go to school? Right. School costs money. Um, so I'd have to quit one of my jobs at minimum, quit a job 
then go to school, take out loans to go to school, probably commute to school, so pay more. Like, you know, you have a lot of bills like that are stacking up. And the whole idea that you'll be fine, you know, if you just kind of like I was a Chick-fil-A for about three years. You know, I, I was moving up there. Yeah. But you know what happened? Um, it's the the new a new location opened up close by. Literally took all of our business, and then that the owner of that one came over and was like, "Hey, who wants to come work for me?" Like literally while we were still open, I was like, "Hey, you guys want to come work for me?" Right. And I was like, "Well, can I still be a manager?" Oh no, you'll be back and you'll be pay- you'll be being paid less. <laughs> um, and I was like, "He didn't say that, but that's pretty right. much you yeah. know what I gathered." I did have a friend who did go over there. Who did get paid less? Who was put in a lower position? He ended up leaving because he wasn't ever promoted. Yeah, because he was already taking on the responsibility of a manager because he knew how to do it, but wasn't being compensated for it. Right. So that is going to lead me into Target and my bad manager stories at Target. Yep. Go for it. You know what? You know what I hate at Target. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still say this. Anyone who works Target, back me up here. Here's what all the managers say to you to help motivate you. Move with a sense of urgency. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's su- sense of urgency is such a and word. it's so it is so <laughs> like it's not degrading is way too harsh, but it's so annoying to hear that yeah. word. Yeah, and you're like, I'm just I'm I'm moving as fast as I can. Hey, I need you to work with a sense of urgency and pick up the slack of your three other right. coworkers yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you know, and like at Target, I was. So I'm one of those people that, you know, I'm a, I'm a great worker uh, and I do a great job wherever I put any effort into, uh, you know, and so I'm working at Target. I'm working boxes faster than other people. I'm folding on my cardboard, throwing it away, yada, yada. I'm the one being told that I need to do more or I need yeah. to go faster. Yeah. You know, I'm breaking down boxes faster than managers. I'm putting out stuff faster than me. I'm like actually checking dates and stuff. You know, I'm doing all the work and they're like, yeah, but... A minute per box. I'm like, that's not possible when you have something like like cereal that goes in these little sliders. And if you are doing a job properly, you're checking the dates, you're moving things around. Like, it takes longer than a minute to do a box. And so, but, hey, Jack, we have a new person. You want to train them? Train them for two days. That person just quits and leaves because they don't want to work. Okay, whatever. Right. Another person comes in. I train them. They're here for a while. They move somewhere else to a different department. Whatever. Like, I'm training people. I'm, you know, unloading trucks. I'm doing the back stock. I'm doing inventory. I'm doing all this kind of stuff, and I'm not compensated for it. You know what I was compensated with when Target raised their minimum wage? Mm. You know how they compensated us? They're giving us less hours, but more work to do in those less hours. <laughs> so when I was working at Target, I got a raise. I sat down. Jack is doing a great job. Right. Um, all you got to do is just make sure, you know, interact with customers a little bit more. Other than that, you're doing excellent, like such a good job. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Here's a raise of 20 cents an hour at, you know, that there's your raise for the year. I'm like, great. That'll cover some yeah. taxes. You know, that's yeah. great. Uh, so I won't, my check's not going to change hardly at all. But then, you know, target raises minimum to, I think, 15. Uh, and so I, I was working 38, 40 something hours, maybe a little bit of overtime. They cut me down to like 28 hours a week. Everyone took hour cuts. And so I'm like making actually the same amount, if not less. Right. And so I was I was just fed up at that point. Yeah. No, that's that's you really know, frustrating. And, yeah. And on top of that, I'm I so I got moved to the back stock because I was like, I'll take over back stock. And I'm trying my best to keep it organized. No one else keeps it organized. And it gets to a point, you know, this is like 
this is the time that I got almost like called out by a manager for not doing my job right. To be fair, I wasn't, but it was because of the months leading up to it. So uh, the backstock was getting overwhelming. I was having to put stuff higher than I was supposed to. We didn't have space for it. Putting, you know, grocery one items with grocery three items. You're not supposed to do that. You know, you know those huge jugs of water. Mm-hmm. Putting those up on the highest possible thing. You're not supposed to do that. But like something with the inventory, or something was off, and they were just ordering way too much. It's mm-hmm. a problem with backstock. It's a problem with backstock. I'm like, no, I'm checking everything. It's everyone else coming in here and not doing their job properly or not taking things out or whatever. And so, mm-hmm. okay, these things need to be brought to the floor. Okay, I, it's like 200 items. Scan all those, put them on a cart, bring them up to the floor. About 20 of them go out because people aren't doing their job properly. I bring it up to the manager. Okay, we'll get on that or whatever. This keeps happening. I'm pulling. I'm wasting like 30 minutes an hour pulling stuff from backstock to restock to the floor because it should restock, but it just doesn't. I'm talking one can out of 30 cans I pulled for beans would go out. You know what I mean? Right. right. Okay, that's great. It's fine. You know, no problem. And so then one day I scan and I'm, you need to put a hundred cans of corn out on the floor. And I was like, huh. I'm not, I'm not doing that. So I just re, I yeah. put it, I put it, I basically in the system, put it re back into the back stock. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I go out, check the location. It's a little empty, but not like a hundred cans necessary, you know? So right. I put, I go to the back stock, take one thing out, work that. Then the next day, um, manager is like, um, so I actually like, took a picture of this. Cause she basically, it was like a test. Right. You know, and I was like, are you joking me? And so they basically blame me for the reason being the back stock was the way it was. And, I'm, and I was sitting there like, I did it in this instance because of the months of me telling you guys what was going on. Yeah. You know, and then nothing changed. Literally nothing was changing. Yeah. And they're like, well, be that as it may. Um, yeah. And I was like, okay. So, yeah, so I'm the scapegoat. I'm the reason that the backstock right. in the entirety of the store, not just grocery, the entirety of the store right. is out of whack. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. It's not, you know, the actually hasn't been going up since I've been back here or anything. You know, I've been seeing the actually reports. I see that because that's what they wanted to improve. I improve them. You know what I mean? So, like, it's not me, but. Right. I, I just, that's when I was like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's I put my two weeks in shortly after that. Yeah, I was like, I'm done. I've been here for three (sighs) years, and they're just keeping me at this level, and I there's no room to move up. Even though I asked so many times, hey, can I be team lead? Can I be team lead? Can I be trained? Oh yeah, we'll we'll get around to it. We'll get around to it. Literally never happened, and I was asking to like, I want to move up, you know. So no, and you know, I think stories like that jack are incredibly common the there's this idea that i've kind of come around to recently like with myself that you know if i need help i need to make sure i'm asking because i'll do this thing to where i'm like why does nobody else notice that i need help and i'll get stressed out and i'll get frustrated but then i haven't asked for help so i've been really trying to be like you know ask for help yeah and really this came around because like when I was managing a licensed location at the uh, downtown library, 
it sounded like the perfect opportunity. And again, I got this opportunity because of somebody I knew, you know, yeah. um, this, I wasn't moving up currently, you know, I'd been told repeatedly, oh, hey, yeah, you know, you're in kind of a similar situation. Oh yeah. You know, we'll work on this. We need you to work on that. I'll be like, okay, cool. I'll work on it. You know, like, yeah, I'll be, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be your eager, you know, your eager little worker bee. I'll do it. Never happened. And so I took the opportunity to go somewhere else to where they would give me the job I wanted. Man, I should have known going into the situation that it was not going to be good. Like, they're training a whole new team. I didn't have any input on who we hired. First, oh, really? if you're going to have like a manager managing a new team, I really think the manager needs to be a part of that hiring process to be able oh, to definitely. Be, so, because I, there were like at least 10 people who we started with initially that I would have been like, if I had interviewed them, I would have been like, no, no, we, no, you know, but you know, so that job goes on and it's, and all looks and appearances, you know, it's uh it's a Starbucks, but the problem is, is the library owns it. Right. And yeah. so we don't have any backup systems no inventory systems no cash handling systems and they looked at me and they're like well how do they do it at starbucks and i'm like well you know and at this point i don't work for starbucks anymore and i'm like well they you know they have their systems they literally have people whose jobs it is to make sure these systems are running Yeah, they come and install them and then tell us about the updates and so even stuff about like like new drinks, for example, we would have like a new drink pop up. I would have to go into our um, our register program and like program those drinks in so they would work. Wow. Stuff like that. Busy work like that that is like so beyond what I should be doing as a manager. Like, you know, like that doesn't help me manage. Like this doesn't help me. And, you know, I remember one time I was overworked. And, Jack, you mean, you know, like, I was, like, working way too much. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember one time I went into my boss. I'm, I'm just telling you, Charlie was working I, literally yeah. morning to night, basically seven days a week. I mean, he went a couple, like, a month or so without a day off, if not longer, you know? Yeah. It was it was unreal. Yeah. Probably you know, so it, during the middle of that, I, uh, sorry, what did you say? I was like, Charlie, you want to play Fortnite when you get home? Yeah, right. So, you know, during the middle of this, I uh, went to one of my bosses and I kind of opened up to her. I was like, listen, I I was like, I am so overwhelmed. I was like, I don't know how to like remove myself. Like I haven't had time off. And I was like, what do you do to de-stress? Like, because I need help. And she goes, you know, sometimes I like to take a walk and kind of clear my mind. But, you know, uh, if you need anything, just let me know. And I'm like, uh, what? Like, <laughs> you, and you know, in hindsight, I should have said that's not good enough. Like, I am going to lose my mind, you know. But of course, I didn't think that at the time. I was kind of like, oh, you're telling me I just need to shut up and do my job. And you know, that job didn't end up working out. So it's like, <laughs> and now from I was actually just talking to one of my coworkers, and he was telling me that the uh, library Starbucks is closed. So, really. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Screw them. Oh, no. It was so bad, man. Like, it, stuff like cash handling, like half of our credit card transactions wouldn't go through. And I would constantly tell them, I'm like, hey, listen, we have this backlog of transactions that people have been charged for, but in our system aren't clearing. And they'd be like, oh, we'll look into that. We'll fix it. 
oh, you need to do that. You need to look into that. You'll need to fix it. But I had so much else on my plate. I was like, I can't. Like, that's just not that important to me. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you need to hire someone else to do this. Because your job is to manage your team and make sure Starbucks you know, is right. performing well. And that you're actually making a profit. Right. Like, that's the point of a manager. Yeah. The point yeah. of a manager is not to go in and do all this busy work that you should have. You know, if not, like, an assistant manager, like, an actual, like, another company handle that back and stuff because like right. you know i yeah. can guarantee you none of those it, guys up top know what what what, what they would no. do none of them no you know it was just ridiculous and i mean it that job was ridiculous in so many other ways because i remember one time i got this, this email i believe this complaint to where apparently one of my supervisors one of the outside supervisors who i didn't hire or didn't promote they apparently told a customer that they were going to beat their ass and it took two weeks to finally fire that supervisor. Wow. Two weeks of gathering information of making sure we were doing the right thing. And I was like, so she's just allowed to keep working. Like she just got away with it, you know, but because she says she didn't say it like what, she says she didn't say it, but then we had like four other people who were like, no, we heard her say that. Like we were in the cafe and we heard her say that. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, what, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> like, no. Yeah. I mean, and you know, oh, that was me. I just be like, I'm yeah. sorry, you're out of here. We don't talk to people that way. That's what I wanted to say, but I couldn't. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, anyway, there's a, there's a lot. So, to unpack about just this right. whole industry as a whole it really is there's whole mentality and so of just i mean it's just yeah. a short little thing and then you can say thing no go ahead um on laura's oh, make sure things okay <laughs> are you good okay okay no she's good I, she's going i just heard what happened i was like i was like oh no oh, like, but we're good um yeah <laughs> God, i'm so on i'm on high alert dude i'm on dad mode it's like uh, when I'm sitting here like playing games, it's like one in the morning. I get home from work. I'm like, I'm just going to relax for like half an hour, you know? And I'm like, I, I think I hear yeah. uh, like Ellie awake, take off a headphone, just pure silence. And I'm like, oh, I, just need, I just need to relax, dude. <laughs> but um, I, I just yeah, want to say that yeah, I feel like, yeah. in this industry, it is so hard to move up because it's hard to feel valued. When if you have a complaint, you're literally told to either just work harder or take a breath. Yeah. Go outside for a minute. If a customer is berating you and actually treating you like a lesser human, um, just go outside for a second. You know, detach yourself from the situation. But it's like if you're in that moment, if I was to be like, okay, I'm the manager. Hey, other manager, you come deal with this. I got to go. Like... So I'm just going to throw all that person onto another yeah. person so that they feel the exact same yeah. way. It's like, no, why can't I just tell them you yeah. need to leave? But if I say that or yeah. if I say it in the wrong way, I could just lose my job. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's. But it, it's it's a process to get somebody banned. It's not like you can lose your job easier than a customer getting banned. Mm -hmm. Like plain and simple. And then in some instances, there are people who should lose their jobs and they just don't. And I never have understood that. Like somehow they just keep their job. And I'm like, how? How are you still here? Yeah, but then there you are know? also those people who are at those jobs for like 
there were some ladies at the Target I worked at that have been there for like 20, 30 years. And they're in the same position that I'm just like, yeah. how? Like a lot of it, like the reason yeah. I haven't been in the job for so long, like the same job for like you know, 10 years, five years, whatever, is because like I want to do more than just that. We're in an age where you can like basically be whatever you want and make a living at it as long as you you know, either get lucky, work hard, whatever, you know? So it's like, I, w- I don't want to commit myself to go to college for four or six years, get a degree, hopefully use the degree, pay off all the college tuition, and then, you know, hopefully stay in that job for a while, depending on the management, because a lot of times it's who you work with. You know, it's just, I don't want to be, I, mm, I just, I want to, I want to break the cycle. I don't want it to have to be this way because we're in an age where it doesn't have to be this way you know what i mean yeah like you should be able to pursue yeah. what you want to pursue and like make yourself happy not just yeah. i'm making more money so i'm i'm succeeding i'm happy and everything's good well that's exactly where i am man i mean like like with my job now like it's literally like i go in and i don't give my job that much importance anymore not because I don't care, like I still go and do a good job, but like, you know, if I have to sit through like a meeting and, you know, the boss is saying, hey, we need to get this better. I'm like, okay, all right. And I'll, you know, I'll try. Like, it's not like I won't, but like at the same time, no, no, you know, like it's in here. I think it all comes down to like, ultimately what I think needs to happen is there needs to be there needs to be like a conversation around responsibility because I am not one of those people who's like, no, you owe me yeah. this money. You know, you owe me this. Like, I don't think that because it's never been that way in my life. Like it's never been that way in my life where I feel entitled to something because yeah. somebody else has it. You know, that's not how I think. That's not how I operate. But I do think there needs to be a conversation around responsibility and you know celebrating that i remember like several god this i have to be like maybe a year or so ago i had a conversation with my manager and she was asking me like oh what do you think you know the company could do differently you know because they always have to have those conversations yeah, how could we improve usually i don't answer right usually i don't answer seriously because i'm like it doesn't matter what i say it doesn't like but this time I was kind of just like I had the energy and I was like, you know, go this off, company go really off. needs to rethink the payments, you know, rethink their payment structure for their employees. Like it is ridiculous that some people are paid so much more because they've come from a different area or because they have some perceived betterment, you know, or they have some perceived, you know, edge over the other employees. It really should be. You know, like we should take it and we should make it really granular. Like what about like a report performance review every four months and you say, hey, if you've checked these boxes and you've worked and you've done it, yeah, then hey, you get a raise. I mean, yeah, you know, and make those options open for the people who want to take them. You know, it's not right for everybody. Some people will just work at McDonald's because they want to work there for a couple months or for a yeah. summer and they want to move on. And that's great. That's fine. Like I'm not, I don't want to take that away or I don't want to say, hey, that person who's just working here for a summer job needs to get paid as much as whatever, you know, that's not what I'm here to say. But what I am here to say is for the people who are going into these jobs for livelihood, for money they depend on, 
there needs to be an option for them to, hey, if I invest this time, if I invest this energy, if I meet these goals, then I can get rewarded for it in a financial way. You know, it cannot be, hey, you're rewarded with a good job and a slap on the back and, oh, a team's performing really well and the store gets a bonus and we all get raises of, oh, you get a raise 15 cents an hour. Good for you. And it's like, dude, no. Like, you need to reward the people who want to put in the effort and who want to put in the work because then you'll retain those people. Then you'll have the good team because then you're investing in a team of people and then let's say the person hits the cap. And then that's when you come to them the conversation. Hey, listen, you've hit your cap for what we, the company, can pay. Yeah, in this position that you you're know, in currently. Congratulations. If you want to do more, if you want to do more, we're going to have to see this improve and you move up, move up to this role, which is, requires these responsibilities. And then you can start making more. Treat it more like a sales job. Like treat these service industry jobs almost like you know, a sales job to where individuals have way more control over the amount that they're earning based on the job that they're doing. Because right now, that's the problem. Like, there is no incentive to go in and to, you know, work as hard as you can only to be told, oh, good job, great numbers. And they move on. Yeah. Like, because then that doesn't mean anything to you. You know, that doesn't mean anything to you or your life. Like, it doesn't. Yeah, it's and not so, like, personally need fulfilling to, like, or anything. Right. You know, like, we need to have that conversation of, like, listen, there needs to be companies that, like, really say, hey, we need to invest in our workforce. We need to make loyal workers. Like, why can't anybody work? But I'm like, listen, you're not giving them a reason. You're not. Like, exactly. People have so much more luck job hopping. And sitting at a job for a little bit until they find something better and then going to that job and then going to that job. You know what I mean? Like that's what people do because they don't get rewarded where they are at now. And it's just like, you know, I feel very passionate about that. And it's just like, that's not, I'm not saying this is the perfect way. I'm not saying, hey, people need to owe to pay more. But what I am saying is there needs to be a way for the people that do care, the people that like you, Jack, the people that do want to put in that work and have their concerns like they need to see that those concerns are a listened to and actually acted upon and then they need to see that their work is being rewarded and i mean i'm sorry but like saying hey you get a raise of 15 cents an hour it's a slap in the face for, that's for not a year a of hard work it's like yeah it's like okay cool so then next year i can make another 15 cents an yeah, hour so you're like i'm gonna target <laughs> no yeah no what? and then, then that's exactly what you're talking about you can work somewhere for three years and you say you just you're making, you know, minimum wage has increased, so you make seven twenty-five, seven seven forty, making eight dollars an hour. Great, great, that's awesome. You know, I'm being rewarded for my work. Someone comes in, they're working at a store that's higher volume, they get paid ten dollars an hour. And they've only been there for a couple months, but they have that experience, so they get paid yeah. ten dollars an hour. And you're like, I've been here for three years. Like I've that's I've yeah. seen that happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's I'm with you again. We're not, you know, economic or financial experts, but no, no. you know, I I do think there's room. You can even make jobs out of it. You have like a small team. It's basically of HR people who, you know, mm-hmm. go around and are like, hey, um, you know, what's your goal of this company? You know, do you plan on staying here long? Yada yada. What are your aspirations? Do you want to try to move up or you know, just being very like open, like, hey, 
if you want to say this position, this is the cap. This is how you can get here. Um, yeah. And we'll do reviews, you know, every three months or so. Or, you know, kind of depending on the job. Like, that's, I think, a whole other job market you could open up for people who are, you know, I want to help people succeed. It's easy to do that. You have an HR, you know, department open up that's basically full of, you know, people who evaluate performance based on the criteria for oh, said no. job. You know? And so... And I can I can even see it, Jack. Like, oh, hey, this is our success team here, and they're going to talk to you today. And you're like, you can see it happening. exactly. Like, it's not like it's out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, and so I mean, I'm saying like, they're j- yeah. having jobs, having incentive to. I'm not saying like, hey, you've been here for four months, you're not going to be making eighteen dollars. Like, no, I'm not saying like it'd be that fast. But you have to give people a goal they can reach, or you know, if they right. put in the hey, I worked ten hours of overtime last week, you know, just on cleaning up because no one else is cleaning up. Or, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, well, hey, I, I recognize that, you know, and actually, you know, there's something we can do for you there to help out or that's something we can mention to the team. Like, you know, there's a lot of things that I think right. Right. could be made to retain a a good, like, group of people because at jobs, like, right, having those people you can retain is way better than just going in and out, in and out, in and out of people, like, all the time. Because that right. creates, you know, more stress on the people who are there longer. You know, oh, we need a good team. Right. We need a good team. Someone comes into work and they're like, man, this job sucks. And there are no benefits and there's no room to improve. I'm out. You know? And so, okay, well, we yeah. need to do a whole yeah. hiring process again. Right. It's just, you know, there's such a disconnect from, I would say, when you start to get past, like, store manager level into like regional manager into area manager there's such a disconnect from that level of management to i think the boots on the ground people who are making you the money that in some ways it's you know good like so recently like we had one of those visits where our regional manager and then our district manager and everybody was there and i remember i had the conversation with the regional manager he was like so charlie I want to challenge you. Which oh, baby. I want to challenge you to, you know, perform this task every shift. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, you know, but honestly, it's challenging because, like, I have A through Z to get through before I hand off my shift. And so I feel torn between wanting to invest in this task that you're talking about and then wanting to invest in passing over good shift and not pissing off the people who are going to work after me, you know, like, yeah. And I told him that, you know, and he goes, well, I think if you look in your job description, the task I've given you is in there. And I was like, okay, so you, you don't know what's happening day to day. You can tell me yeah, that you don't know what's actually going on in the shift. But, and I understand, like, I don't think he was saying that to be a dick. Like I don't like, I don't think he was saying that to be like, Oh, I'm better than you or, but I do think he's saying that from like this privilege of like not knowing what it's really like to work day to day. And I'm not saying, Hey, I'm not saying, Hey dude, regional manager, you need to work at least a couple of shifts every month, you know? But what I'm saying though, is that like every time and I'm Jack, I'm sure you experience this every time you get those upper level management visits, everybody's on edge everybody's making everything look perfect. Everybody's making things. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, but we're just showing them the perfect picture. Like, yeah, it's great that on this day we have the coverage. Yeah. It's great on this day that this got done because we had the extra people. And you're like, 
But it's not like this all the time. It's not. Like, let's be honest. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's let me go back to look at back to Target. Yeah, inventory days in Target were horrible. A week prior. Alright, we gotta start prepping, recount everything. Maybe it's like, how about you incentivize? Don't just say, I need you to do it with a sense of urgency. Don't just say, you know, do it, hey, good job. Cause that's all you're gonna get. There's no incentive to actually, you know, you're already like told to work with a sense of urgency. You're stressed out already. And so then the managers come to you stressed out. Hey, we need you to also be doing this in the in the back stock. And it's like, I don't have time. Yeah. Give me hours. Yeah. I don't want to work for it. I want to work more. Yeah. But you won't give me the time. Yeah. Like literally, if you're at 39 hours, they'll come to you on that day where you're about to hit 40 and go over. Hey, you can go ahead and leave. Yeah. They will not let you work overtime, at least at the location I was at. Yeah. And a lot of jobs are like that. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, if you incentivize people to hold these, like, yeah. to have these higher yeah. standards. Yeah. With, you know, be like, hey, here's the potential for the job. Here's what happens if you put this work into it. Uh, and we have a team that actually, like, you know, reviews that. And if it's in your job, you know, like, okay, so, like, in my job, I need you during your shift. Um, I know that you get compensated for cases per hour or, you know. Right, you, you know, you get commissioned for how many cases you throw, and so I know that is why the warehouse gets so messy towards like the midway into the shift, and there's so much cleanup afterwards. Mm -hmm. So what we're gonna try to do is we're gonna do an experiment to see if uh, we slightly increase the commission wage, slightly increase your you know hourly wage, and we're gonna see if that you know helps you take some time out to actually do some cleanup while you're working and not just save it to the end or go up. Cause I see, you know, oftentimes you struggle with the plastic, you know, there's tons of extra pallets in the way, you know, there's breakage or, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's like, why not just incentivize people to take a second and, you know, just have it be cleaner. You know or, what I mean? Yeah. Like, or like you, they incentivize the people who do clean, you know, they have somebody who's there and goes, hey, I noticed that Jack does actually clean up after himself and we're going to reward that because that's the behavior we're looking for. And it's just like, it's like that, you know, so many different places. And, um, sorry, Jack, I, real and quick, maybe, I don't, I know you don't, yeah. your time isn't limitless, but do you care if we keep going for a little bit longer here? No, I just, I just want to say real quick, I yeah. think, you know, you have a lot of like older, I think from the older generation especially, they're like, oh, well, you know, you should be compensated for everything. It's like, well, no, I don't think so. I think you should be compensated for doing good and outstanding work. Yeah. And so what what I'm saying is, you know, I, I'm not going to be, com don't compensate me like tons of extra money just for cleaning up. But I'm saying like, you need to incentivize people to do good work and you can't just expect them to do all this extra work when their only incentive is how many cases they throw. If that's right. it, yeah. then these other things aren't going to get done because people yeah. need money and so they're going to they're going to prioritize right, whatever gets exactly. them yeah. money. Yeah. So what it comes down to is you need to make money. Yeah. So I'm going to do the cases. I'm sorry. I, w I would clean up, but I'm that's going to take 100 bucks for my check. You know, and I need that $100. It's the so, same it's the exact same reason why people scour for hours and work themselves to death because they need the money. And you've got to oh, yeah. know that like when you're working that much, your work is suffering. I don't care who you are or how good you think you are. Working two full-time jobs, like it's suffering. Something is suffering 
somewhere and it shouldn't be mentally physically like your body is getting worn down like you know i can't there isn't a single person that's from the generation above us you know boomers um that don't you know have some kind of like physical issue like either their back or their feet arm like there's there's always something you know it's because of how much thing because of how much they had to work you know what (laughs) i mean yeah um and so you know, in back back then, you could hire a mom and pop shop. Hey, dude, Jack, you're doing great. You know, here's the raise. You know, you're a manager now. Go, go, you're, you're your manager now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you. Like, at more locally owned businesses, you are way more recognized. Oh yeah, you're able I would actually, you know, because yeah. you're able to talk to, you know, who owns the building. You know what I mean? Like, right. you're able to actually talk and interface, and you see them doing work. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, so if you that's want the great. example, if you want the example, like our sister Lily. Like, she has found, like, great success in her work. And, yeah, she works her ass off all, like, all the time. But she's rewarded for it because her boss is the owner and sees the work she's doing. And he's like, yeah, no, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, 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 I I don't know the, yeah, I don't know the degree, but she she was, like, one of the main reasons he was able to open up another place, you know? Like, he was like, hey, Lily, can you help out with all of this stuff? And she's like, I got you. Right. You know what I mean? And so, and she's, we'll, you know, we'll get rewarded for it and write-ins yeah. in a little bit. We don't have that many, sadly. Yeah. But we have a few write-ins. We'll get towards those. You know, a couple things I wanted to bring up really is, you know, there's always, like, like I jokingly said, like there's always something. And, you know, at my job now, there's this whole, basically like customers get sent surveys and so then we get back the results and it's like our it's like how we're doing basically you know Mm -hmm. and it equates to a certain number and so corporate's like hey you need to aim for this number fine i get it you know whatever our number exceeded that went above it and then just steadily dropped since then right um and so all the time we're hearing all this feedback oh you need to do this you need to do this you need to do this and it's like, I understand from a business standpoint, like having a ranking like that is good, but you know, they have, it's a seven, it's like a questionnaire and it's like you rank it, your answer on like, oh, hey, strongly agree, mostly agree. Like one of those, you know? Oh yeah. Ones that kind of and don't matter unless you choose. The we have one. a super high ratio of people who rank us like a five or six. So they say they somewhat agree or they, you know or they agree, but not strongly agree, but it only counts toward our score. If the people answer strongly agree. Yep. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, so you're saying like, cause then they're like, well, it projected your number should be this high based on people who are answering this. And I'm like, <laughs> but listen, like you're like these kids who come in and are working here, like they're working for the paycheck and you've got to understand that if you want them to like, exhibit this behavior you need to incentivize the behavior yeah and i feel like a very common argument that somebody could have listening to our conversation now is you know problems like this you know don't you know if you had gone to college and got your degree and i i kind of just fundamentally disagree with that i don't you know i think a lot of times i come across as like i hate college or i regret going i don't like there were several classes that I took that I, I feel like changed my life, you know, the good classes. But at the same time, 
you know, I when I think of college now or like finishing my degree, I think, no, what I need to do is I need to get like just a business degree or a marketing degree, something that opens more doors. And I don't think, I don't think to myself, oh, you know what? I want to get a marketing degree because marketing is really interesting. I'm sure what if I took a marketing class, there would be some courses in there that'd be like, wow, this is really fascinating. But I'd, I'm only really taking this degree. So it gives me more options, you know, like, and when I, you know, when I went to my state school, when I went to OSU, most of the people are like that, you know, most of the kids are like, Hey, I'm doing this because, uh, it'll get me this job at this insurance firm. And, uh, okay. And I'm like, great, you know, like, great. Like, so you're, you don't care about what you're learning. You care because it's going to give you the admission slip. And if that's the case, then we really need to rethink like how we're teaching people. Like, you know, like we need to say, okay, listen, if jobs are going to require this and like the majority of jobs that actually will pay you like a living wage, you know, Mm -hmm. well then, you know, maybe the schooling or this teaching needs to be something easier accessible. You know, maybe it needs to be like an associate's degree level, but you know, so you have like, all these people who were told to go to college because they were told like, you know, that's the only way you're going to really succeed. It's just, it's just not that true. I mean, that's kind of the issue, you know, like it's kind of the issue too. It's ultimately, you know, you have, you're hearing, you know, all you hear as a part of your job is you need to work harder. You need to aim for this. You need to do this. This needs to be cleaned. That's great. You know, like, yeah, I understand. Like you want to keep a clean store. You want to whatever, but you know, and then all the news you hear is like, oh, so-and-so is, you know, there's some million dollars and this new person's salary is, you know, 1.6 million. And, uh, the CEO got the bonus for blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, that much, you know, that money doesn't come down to us. Well, I think, I think a prime example of that um, if I can interject real quick, is yeah, I forget what airline it was, but some airline was like, "Hey, we're st- we're going bankrupt. We need the money." The government did next day. I mean, obviously it wasn't the next day, but it's super fast. It was like, boom, here's like millions of dollars. Hey, thanks. We're not going to fire anyone. A month later, fires a ton of employees. You know, even though they said the money was for the employees, um, fires a ton of employees, uh, and the people who actually own the airline company were fine making money. You know what I mean? And you have these businesses that say, hey, we need money. We're going bankrupt. Here's some money. You know how long it took us to get any kind of aid during the beginning of the COVID pandemic? Mm-hmm. Uh, way too long. And they're like, hey, here's a well, here's $1,000. Good luck for the next basically right. six months or more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, I guess that's kind of the thing is that like, you know, like I said earlier, like, you know, I don't feel like I'm entitled for like a money or like a stimulus. Oh yeah. I don't, but getting that money and like using that money to like stabilize out certain aspects of my life or to put into savings or to like invest, you know, that opened up so many doors for me, just the money alone. And like, that's what I'm saying is like, so at the beginning of like when the pandemic hit, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, like the company I work for now, like closed down, like, yeah, it's it's obvious, but closed down their cafe locations and, you know, <laughs> but they said, hey, if you want to work, we'll give you hazard pay. We'll add $3 to your hourly wage. 
So there's a lot of people who chose to work, right? That hazard pay only lasted for the first three months of the pandemic, not even when it got worse and people had to come back because they started opening back up again. Yeah. And I was like, so it is possible to do a mass pay increase like that. Look, I totally get it. Businesses got to make money. You know, the store I'm at has to pay its rent, which I'm sure is expensive based on the area it is. You have to pay your salaries. You have to pay this. You have to pay that. You have to pay your fee back for your supply. Like, I I understand. But so much of that could be alleviated by, like, saying, hey, you know what? You know how we can make a high-functioning store that doesn't have waste? You got to train the people. You got to train the skill. And we have to be willing to invest in our workers who want to do that. Yeah. You know? And that's the problem is the people who want to do a good job, all they want to do is move up because they think that's the only way they're going to make more money. And they're right. I mean, that's, they're right. I mean, the only reason I'm a supervisor right now is because of the bigger check. Plain and simple. I, I don't care about being a supervisor, you know, something I would never say at my job, but I don't, you know, like I think it's kind of a pain sometimes, but you know, I've been doing it for a long time and I can do a good job at it and then leave and not think about it when I get home. And that's for me right now, after working at the library and after torturing myself and working so hard, I told myself, Hey, I'm not going to dedicate my life to something that like is not giving me anything back. You know, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to like kill myself and do this. And, but then you run into the issue where there are people who depend on their jobs, you know, and they have to deal with the shitty situation over and over. They have to deal with being understaffed while, you know, the company's like, oh, hey, well, we're going to have, uh, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm sure she won't mind, but like borrowing from like Kate's job, like she's understaffed right now. She's working like a ton, stressing about, about the work that's piling up while she's training, you know, and then meanwhile, they're like, hey, you're part of, oh, what do they call it? The make your day oh team. Oh my God. And she has to do like some like special, like, and I'm like, Okay, no, like there's no time for that. But you think that's going to like help morale? Like, what are you talking about? No, like, yeah. You know what would help morale? Hiring another person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or increasing my pay. So at least I feel like I'm gaining something. You know what I mean? Like, there needs to be like these dynamic situations in place where they can say, hey, listen, We've been putting this team through a crappy situation. Let's dynamically increase their pay until things slow down to sh- as a sign of appreciation. You know? No, there's nothing like that. Like, there's nothing to incentivize working hard other than guilt that you feel because you feel like you need to do a good job because you don't want to do a bad job. And that's a big you're, deal. Because you're going to your coworkers. You know what I you mean? You know, that's, yeah. Like, you don't want to screw over your like I'll, your friends. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Like, with what's going on, you know, the past couple of weeks, like Laura and I were like, hey, we like needed, you know, the initial week. We had the week off. The next day I was being asked, can you come back in? Hey, you can come on your day off. And I, mean, I was like, I have a crisis happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I can't. And then like the next week, I'm like, I feel guilty. The fact that I wasn't here no, because, you know, you should not. They were guilty. struggling. Yeah. And I was like, but it was like, a, it was a family crisis you know what i mean and yeah. so i was like what, what am i supposed to do like yeah 
it's like I was. I think I've talked to mom about this a little bit, but I was like, I wish I didn't have to work just given the circumstances, just for like two weeks, you know, yeah. so I could just kind of take care of things. But I financially can't do that. Yeah, we just can't. And yeah. instead of like help, like they, you know, instead of like just hey, the days you need it off, um, we use your sick days, so you have one sick day left for the rest of the year until right. you know it's yeah. renewed next no. year. I'm yeah. like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, okay, like, look, I appreciate you pay me but it's also the sick days that i wasn't sick for um right like, yeah yeah so you know and like i have this this one guy at my job he's like they're asking me to slow down and train all these new people that are coming in mm-hmm. and it's like and i'm being asked all these questions and i'm not a supervisor like he's been right. there for years you know he's like i'm yeah. not a, this is not my job to train all these new people right i think i've seen the people who are supposed to out there once or twice right. maybe just walk around once or twice and then they're gone back in their office mm-hmm. i realize there's a lot to do as a supervisor but you cannot unload training on people who make their money via commission you right. know what i mean yeah because like, they're when losing, they, literally losing money exactly they're losing yeah. hundred because these are guys have been here for a while so in for them they're losing literally hundreds of dollars right to train these people and it's yeah. like you know so also, by the way, if my audio sounds different here, um, I noise gated, was I noise removed because the AC was turned on because it's getting hot. So gotcha. Just, just so anyone knows. Yeah, it, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I don't think people and people that you know in general are asking to be making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, I don't think the majority of people would know how to responsibly use, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars if that's what they were making. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what I can tell you, though, as somebody, and from my personal experience, of course, you know, it's through my lens. But what I can tell you, though, is that the stimulus payments, just simply making extra money when we're getting the hazard pay, incredibly helpful. You know? Incredibly, like, like, oh my gosh, like, I don't have to worry about this bill now, or I don't have to worry about, you know, this, or, hey, this is just a peace of mind in case something happens to me, you know? And it's just like, that's, Mm -hmm. it's just kind of sad. Like, it's sad that, like, we're in this spot to where people have to, like, kill themselves or get lucky in order to, like, make it, you know, in order to feel like they can actually be a human being, you know? Because... They don't feel like that now. I mean, you know, like I'm lucky with my position. I mean, the only complaint I have about my job now is that like I wish I was making more money. I wish I was making more money, not because I need all this extra stuff, but because I want to start, you know, a good savings account. I want to start investing more, you know, like, yeah, investing in like my life. But I can't do that on the job I have now, you know, and uh, there's a lot of people out there who'd say, hey, work another job. Or, you know, hey, do this extra thing or, hey, move up. But listen, and, you know, maybe, and I, I guess this is something that I feel very strongly about that I don't want to give up. I don't want to give up my life for the job, for the money. You know, I don't want to give up, like, who I am as a person simply to check these boxes off that I don't even know will really matter in the next five years. You know what I mean? And so it's like, yeah, 
like like for you jack like you just want to make enough money to where you feel like you can pay and go to the dentist you know what i mean it's not like yeah you're not asking to say hey man i need to make this extra money because man i really need that playstation 5 yeah it's you like, know i needed i needed like no it's like if i had the money i would actually have health care i would 30, actually 80 man like, you know, I would, you're not doing that like, i would pay off more on the car that we currently own you know i would the car be that living you need to do your yeah, job i'd be living in a you know in a bigger place this is meant for one place there are three people living here it's meant for one yeah. person you know but yeah. it costs almost 900 dollars a month to be here yeah. and so it's it's ridiculous you know uh and why is there cost so much i mean you know it's really out it's outdated um but you're in a great part of town quote unquote so um you know there's that so but yeah it's like you know why i didn't go to the dentist for so long or like you know i don't blame my parents at all but like you know how much money it would have cost them if like they if i had to go do that under their care like the work i did have like was you know like as a kid i had to get a a crown it's like two thousand dollars for a single crown you know what i mean i don't know what that did to mom and dad but like they had to pay for it somehow so, you know, it's like, you know, p- the people are suffering because you have to make the choice of do I feed my family slash myself and do I give myself some kind of release or stress release from the day or do I work overtime, hope that I'm compensated fairly and just scrape yeah. by for years and hope that it works out. You know what I mean? Well, and then it's like. No wonder so many people like fall into like addictive vices because it's like you need something to like get away and it's not healthy. Like it's not, it's not healthy to kill yourself, you know, like, yeah, but you hit that, you hit that point where it's like, but what choice do I have? Yeah. And, and I, it's I, just that it, it's just kind of a, it's a very grim version of an apocalypse, basically. Yeah. You know? I don't want to say, like, well, what can we do? <laughs> I feel like, you know, we're not, I'm not trying to be like just negative. I'm just, I'm just feel I feel like we're speaking very plainly. And so, uh, I don't want people to be like bummed out listening to this. This is, you know, our experiences and our thoughts and that I think a lot of people can relate to. And again, you know, I know that sometimes trying to do kind of get into these, you know, topics that are a bit heavy or they kind of turn heavy because, you know, whatever reason but i just you know it's good to talk about the stuff because we're in an age that we can talk about the stuff and it's more accepted to have a complaint about your job like you can complain you know like yeah and you should like you need to make your voice heard but i know people are scared to because then the company essentially views you as a problem and yeah you so if you speak out like hey i'm not happy with this or this or this you know, a little bit, like, well, maybe it's time. And companies will try to not fire you so they don't have to pay you unemployment. Yeah. They, they'll yeah. do basically do everything they can. And they know that. So they won't fire you half the time. You'll leave and then you won't get unemployment. Yeah. You know? So it's like, yeah. you know, anyways. <laughs> yeah. There are some good jobs. My time at Trader I mean, Joe's was good. Right. And, you know, I... To real quick here before we wrap it up, Jack. I'm sorry we're going for so long, but uh, you know, I real quick like for some positives, you know, my job 
and my time in the service industry has really taught me how to interface and how to talk to people on a much better level, you know, starting off being a scared 18, 19 year old kid, not knowing how to like talk to people to where I am now, to where I can carry on full conversations that are just empty fluff conversations, you know, to make somebody else laugh to, you know, to have those good regulars who like you genuinely like want to tell about your life and talk to because they're just cool people and that you like that they come in. I mean, like, so there are positives in there, mm-hmm. but you know, it's as with everything, it's a give and take. Yeah. And I feel like jobs take from you <clears throat> way more than they give you now. Yeah. And that I think is a problem. And I guess to kind of summarize it, in my opinion, I think jobs should dedicate some time and money to people that actually do care and do do excellent work because a lot of time from personal experience and just seeing it the people who do put in that work get burnt out and do a worse right. job because there's no compensation yeah. for them doing good work like yeah. you know yeah you trained how many people you know you trained these people you went above and beyond you did the cleanup you weren't even asked to uh you helped people with questions yada yada um you know but Thanks. Thank you. Um, you when your when, when your review comes around in eight months, we'll give you that twenty five cent raise. You earn that. Coming in at seven a.m. tomorrow, right? Yeah, all yeah. Right, see Actually, then. yeah. Then you, then you're the one who they call <laughs> for all the extra stuff. You know what I mean? Like if you're a manager, yeah, 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 yeah. you're not being compensated for. Hey, we had yeah. three calls. Can you open the front and the back today? And then also, okay, yeah, sure, you're working. And then another call in. Okay, guys, I'll just close tonight too because I'm not gonna leave two people here to close you know what i mean like i'm not gonna do that i could but i'm yeah. responsible and don't want to do that to people because i know it sucks you know what i mean so yeah but you're not compensated yeah. you're just kind of like it's thanks or you're just expected to do it and then just right. move on you know real quick right uh we only had two little entries here very short uh and i appreciate it yeah go for it jay hens said uh my service stories was i worked for eight months and hated my life <laughs> fair enough nothing specific but we've all been there uh and michael wonderful patreon support which you guys can support us over at patreon as well at you know patreon.com slash racketer collection i don't know if that's it but it's you know racketer collection lots of rude people some very nice people i have one crazy story where i was opening uh a place and there was a horrible car accident outside and a 12 year old boy was badly hurt and bleeding from his head on our floor it was honestly very harrowing he was just he was fine just suffered some minor in- injuries thankfully Oh, and the drunk homeless people, of course. So, you know, mm. kind of a scary story. But I mean, yeah, I mean, there was a. I will. I am actually going to get a little sad, a little depressing here. But I was working at Chick Fil A the day this guy jumped from the five story parking garage like to the mm. ground, yeah. and I, you know, everyone was gathering. Of course, you had these young kids like taking pictures or whatever. But like, yeah. I walked over and saw, it and I was like, oh my god, like, you know. That's yeah. horrible. And then I was like, well, back to work. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, yeah, my fault for going and looking, but at the same time, it was like, that's traumatizing a little bit, but just bury that down because you got right. six hours left. So, right. or, you know, when we were going through some family stuff, like, Charlie, you gave me the call that, um, you know, our dad had to go to the hospital. I was like, all right, hung up. Worked the rest of my shift, walked home that night, you know, the nice 
walk from 41st all the way to like 71st and Mingo or whatever. Did that walk and was like, mm-hmm. all right, got to be at work in 10 hours, you know, the next day. So yeah. it's like there's a lot of experiences you go through that, you know, that I, that's the challenge I do see is that so many experiences are so individual. It's hard, but I think you can yeah. ease some things if you just try. And I feel like all these, especially big corporations, you know, are just, they don't even try. Or if they do try, it's so, you know, it's so transparent and flat. Right. That just, they're just, t- yeah, it's like it's a disconnect. It's like, you know, everybody's like, we want chocolate ice cream. We want chocolate ice cream. And then, you know, the people on hire are like, we have heard your pleas. Everybody is getting a vanilla milkshake. <laughs> you are welcome. And they're like, I mean. Come back okay, for next like, year's tribute. Uh, thanks. You know what I mean? That's kind of what it feels like. It's like, you're like, no, we like need help. And they're Do like, you guess well, I know is the most. Have you tried? Our Headspace app. And you're like, guys, thank you so thanks, much for working thanks. Black Friday. <laughs> I know it was the most insane year. We made so much profit. Here's a pizza party. You know? And you're like, yeah. cool. It saves me money from having to, you know, get food on my way home. I'll take an extra Fine, slice yeah. home. Uh, you know, like, I've been there. It's like, I didn't have any money. Thankfully, Target has some snacks that they had. So, put two of those in my pocket. Ate those when I got home. You know what I mean? It was like. So, anyways, yeah. service industry. You know what is I think a, too, Jack? A complicated topic. So yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, got, I got one more. You know what I think it is too. I think it's not. You know, I think it's a lot of things. A, but also too. There's this mentality that I think a lot of people have right now. And I think I see it more with people with means, you know, people who have the resources. And, you know, here's the thing. If you have money, if you got this perfect job and you're like living your best life, that is so good. Dude, and I'm happy so glad for you, you yeah. found that. Like, I don't want to take that away from you. But there tends to be this response of a lot of people to where they will tell you the answer to something. And they're like, oh, you had to do that. You shouldn't have moved out. Oh, you had to do that. Well, you should have done this. You should have gone to school. You should have done this. Rather than say, hey, how can I help? Or why did you find yourself in this situation? Everybody has like the answer for you. And that's just not helpful. It's not helpful to have somebody like berate you for for having already a shitty time. It's like, no, like Mm -hmm. these people who are struggling just need somebody to ask them like, hey, what do you need? Like, what can this job do for you right now? And I'll tell you how we can work with you or how we cannot work with you. You know, have those very candid, honest conversations. You know, somebody wants to move up and you can say, listen, the work you've done in the past week is great. However, you have a history of not showing up to work, you know, after you have like a good period and then you have a bad period and, you know, we are here to help you. But also at the same time, we have these very big concerns. And so you're going to need to work another for another three months, not have any call outs, you know, except for when you're sick. But then, then we can have this conversation again and we can talk about moving on. You know what I mean? But it's not like that. You know, it's. Hey, you're getting going to get rid up and make sure you don't come in again or make don't sure you don't come in, in late again. And you know, it's like, don't, don't come in again, but you know, like it, people don't get the help exactly. they need. Like, and the thing is, is there are some people out there who just need help. Like they just need help. Like, and that's, yeah. that's all they need. Like they don't, 
need the world given to them. They're not just looking for the handout. They're not just like dumb and stupid. They just are in a bad situation and they need help. You know, like not everything works out the same for everybody else. Just because you worked hard and succeeded doesn't mean the person who is on, you know, is in a bad situation didn't work hard. That's not what that means, you know? So I'll kind of leave it there. I, I feel like I could keep oh, yeah, going. And I, I want to open this up I, to, I you know, like ob- again, enough. reiterating. <laughs> Sean and I are not experts in like the whole economic or financial side of this. But if anyone is, I don't think anyone that will listen to this is an expert. But if you guys have some insight, we'd love to hear it. We'd love a lot of feedback on this episode. Who knows? If we get enough feedback, this might be like its own little, the feedback episode might be a mini so just kind of getting other people's perspectives on it, you know? This is just our two perspectives from our personal experiences. And I think, like always, I'm, I've tried to be a very real person. I think it's good to be candid and talk about how you feel, you know, because just coming yeah. from a long life of not doing that, you know, it sucks to not just speak how you feel and then regret it. You know, like, man, I should have, I should have right. said what I was on my mind. You know what I mean? Just, you just got, you got to go for it when you can. So. But I think mm-hmm. that's the end. Mm-hmm. Charlie, you got anything else? Man, I have so much more, but you know, for now, I am good. I feel like I was able Maybe to Maybe we'll say do like a, a Patreon say, early so. access or exclusive episode, you know, just being like, hey, <laughs> this is this extended <laughs> So it's not really like a, a podcast episode, but it's just some extra listening. If anyone wants that, might be a Patreon exclusive. I yeah, and and you know to open up the floor for our audience as far as uh, topic suggestions for this next week's episode. Not so you know, not this one, but the next one. I love talking about subjects like this, and you know, I would love to talk about politics like this to talk about like the real effect it has on people growing up, and just to talk, you know, to have Jack and I talk about our experiences with you know like not even necessarily leaning one side or the other but like you know just experiences you know like because what i would love about this podcast is it's this group of like this really dedicated group of people who listen to it and i would love to make it bigger and like to get you know to michael jack henry lily you know all those people out there listening right now like i would love to get your feedback to get like you know, a page essay on like your experiences and your views. Like I would love stuff like that. And so if you're interested, send us a message, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, however, however you communicate, Ooh, yeah. send us a message. Let us know. Well, I think it's, that's all right, Jack. So guys, I got. if you up. like what you hear, you can always support us by just following the Spotify. Appreciate that. We're even liking us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, interacting with us you know we're always going to respond whenever we can so we love to hear back from you if you guys got some feedback good or positive negative good or positive good negative or, positive. or bad good or positive no negative yeah it was just you know oh, you you go. positive good negative bad um anyways would love to hear it if you guys want to support us financially over on patreon we love that as well um Money's going towards a few upgrades here soon, but also probably just some advertisements to help get our name out there. Uh, you know, but again, there might be some Patreon exclusives or like very few like little extra episodes, but most things on the Patreon are going to come to, you know, it's, it's all going to be free, maybe just some early access, and then very few exclusives to Patreon, you know, 
we're still working some kinks out, but that's the general idea. So I just want to say thank you for listening. You guys have a great rest of your day, morning or night, wherever you may be. And uh, all I'm going to say is right now I'm calling in the shuttle to take us away. And there's an easy, you hear oh, an easy, yeah. easy listening music coming in by Clumsy Titan. Oh, I hear it. Don't, don't let the, don't let the algorithm win. Yes, just, please. Don't let big, big YouTube win. win. Don't let big podcasts. Yeah, don't, dude, take us away, take us away. Take us away, Clumsy Titan. Woo! All right, bye. <laughs> bye. 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 bye.